Hello and welcome to Baby Banter, a podcast all about play and development for little ones. I'm your host, Nicole Pates, a paediatric physio and mum of two. And today in the studio, we have the beautiful Helen and the beautiful Monique, two first-time mums who are bravely sharing their journey with us and asking all the, is this normal questions? And what about this? And what does this make sense? And really asking questions that we usually Google that we don't get very helpful answers to. (laughs) And that instead I answer and I bring in my team of paediatric experts to help answer. But today's a special episode. It's our nine months in, nine months out episode where the little boys, Gio and Seb, are nearly or just nine months old. And we're reflecting on the journey thus far. Before we get started, I wanted to introduce you to my online membership, the Baby Play Academy. With over 250 purposeful play ideas from birth to walking, masterclasses on rolling, crawling, walking and baby sign language, bonus extras, webinars from paediatric experts and tummy time and sensory play PDFs, over 150 frequently asked questions at your fingertips and my favourite, on-hand support from my team of physio, OT and speech as well as hundreds of other parents in our online support forum. It is everything you need to play, connect, and reduce the anxiety around development in that first year and a half of your baby's life. Come and check it out at www.babyplayacademy.com. I would like to acknowledge that this podcast was recorded on the traditional lands of the Wajak people of the Noongar Nation. I recognise their continued connection to the land and waters of this beautiful place and acknowledge that they never ceded sovereignty. I pay my respect to the elders, both past, present and future. Hey mum, it's time for Baby Banter. Seb has just woken up from his nap here in the studio, but Monique is free and ready. So we might start off, hello Sebby, that was the quickest nap on earth. We might start (laughs) off with Mon. Mm. What do you think has been the biggest change for you? Apart from becoming a mum. I think going from being someone who looks after you. you, you me? You, you me, 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 myself. I'm looking after Nicole. <laughs> I need to someone needs to look after me. No. Yeah, to having a dependent, I find it's really a big transition. Although my husband is a dependent. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't need to wipe his bottle. <laughs> no, thank God. And just, yeah, your priorities change a lot, mm. I think. As much as you're trying to maintain, especially having a baby older, I think mm. I've lived quite a life already. So you I'm don't quite very old. Quite I would say you're like early thirties. No, really? <laughs> no, so fresh. <laughs> Forty numbers approaching. Really? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I would not have guessed that. I really would not have guessed that. Yeah. So, well, oh, do you think that's helped? I think it's like, helped in some ways, but then... Like from like you've had such a full life that you're like okay with the change in priorities. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. like for me, I had my first at 20. It was like hard, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really hard. I was like, what? I don't um, have any yeah. of that, oh, I've missed out on this or mm. I could be doing this. I feel like it's really a decision to have a mm. baby and I'm all in. Yeah. But yeah, definitely... It's not a huge surprise that my priorities have changed. Mm. I knew it would, mm. but it's definitely the biggest change, if that makes sense. Sip. Yeah. Sip. So now having this little human that is in your mind 
Yeah. Even now, I'm like, what is he doing right now? Because <laughs> he's with my husband at the office. Okay. Luckily, my <laughs> is sister is also the at the office. <laughs> yeah. So she's probably doing no work right now. And it does that mental load shifts because you're like, have they got their, now they're on solids. Have they got mm. their purees? Have they got their thing food? Have they got the water? Did I de-sterilise this? this mm. Do I need that? How many nappies are left? Like, yeah. when do we need, is the car seat going to be too hot when we put them in? How long do I need to put the aircon on first? Like, you just are constantly like running these things through your brain. Absolutely. Which before you just would have got in the car and been like, oh, there's nothing at home. I'll just go out and get something. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've lived in the world for a long time and you, you okay. know how it works and mm. you're and adulting. And, and Monique's <laughs> here today by herself, obviously, and she's just got in the car with her keys. How liberating did that feel? It feels amazing. <laughs> and it's funny – but then you miss them almost instantly as soon as you drive off. You're like, I didn't. Oh, <laughs> look in the back seat is not there. <laughs> I didn't expect to be so grateful for alone car trips or sitting on my on the toilet by myself. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't expect it's to so be funny. So happy. About and I think this. I've said this before. It's, I've entered into this whole new world of all the mum things that mm. I was completely oblivious to. No matter how much research and courses and things I did before, because I'm a big prepper, like with regards to mm. educating myself on things it still was a surprise to me this whole mum world and I don't know thing activities and mental load and um, how excited you get about toys how excited you get about burps and farts at mm. the start and then and poos <laughs> <laughs> even yesterday Gio did this big bomb my sister's like, oh it smells so bad I was like it smells like strawberry yogurt like <laughs> Exactly where that came from. <laughs> She's that's because he's your child. Yeah. <laughs> you can't really smell it. No, you it's can't. It's really bizarre. Yeah. What about you, Helen? What's been the biggest change apart from becoming a mum for um, you? Probably, yeah, things we've talked about in terms of the mental load, the change in priorities. It was definitely a surprise to me to realise that I didn't feel a desire to go back to work. I've always mm. been very work-focused, career-driven, mm. like, progress. And it was like, oh, can I not go back? Okay, <laughs> maybe I won't just yet. Like, mm. that was a really big thing to get my head around realising I didn't actually want that. Yeah. Um, one of the difficult changes has been the, rela- the change in relationship from – being two adults to being a family with a baby Mm. and we talked about a little bit at the beginning in terms of it's often me with Seb Mm. but I think also trying to get the balance between seeing things and knowing that I've got a lot of stuff going on in my head for him that like all those questions you Mm. just run through and then going okay my husband wants to be involved but is he seeing what I'm seeing and Mm. And how can I give him those opportunities to be successful and do the things that need doing without it being nagging or without it Mm. having to step things through or without accidentally, there's this range of, I want to just say, oh, can you do X and it be done as against, I don't know what that means. What do I need to do? Do I need to get this? And I'm like, if I explained all of that at the start, you'd say I'd be micromanaging you. But if I don't say that, then you say, what am I doing? Mm. Like, where's the balance there? And that's Mm. definitely been a big adjustment for yeah, us. Something you didn't expect. Yeah. Yeah. It is hard. And then and they do it and you're like, just redo it because it wasn't the way that yeah. you Becoming that family unit is so beautiful though as mm. well. I, yeah. I feel like more whole. I don't it know. Is, but it, like it often can take some families a while to find their groove yeah. in that family unit and really feel like a unit. Yes. I think that 
you and Leon have had a really long time to prep and yeah. have – and sometimes things don't go to plan mm. or mm. things are more challenging than you expected. And I think for me it was that sense that you couldn't actually control yeah. everything. And coming mm, from a yeah, health yeah, professional background, especially physio, physios are like – they just hold her. We've had Taryn, the physio on the podcast. Like you make a problem list and then you solve it and then you da 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 da. And it mm. doesn't happen with kids. Like no. It's not linear. It's not uh, solution based. That's actually another, yeah. that's something else I wanted to mention when we were talking about getting back to exercise. But in general, in life, Seb's always been quite a good sleeper, but he's t- completely unpredictable. Mm. So yesterday he had almost two hours sleep in the morning and almost two hours sleep, three hours sleep in the afternoon. Just then he's had what, 20 minutes? Yeah. And he He's sleeping, yeah, he yeah. sleeps well overnight, mm. but I and I could give you probably when he'll be asleep, but it's late. Mm. But I couldn't tell you when he's going to be asleep during the morning. I couldn't tell you when he's going to be asleep during the afternoon. Sometimes last week, twice last week, he had his, quote, afternoon, unquote, nap at 6 p.m. Mm. And trying to book appointments or have people say, when should I come over and visit? Like, I don't know. Mm. Just do it and we'll see what happens kind of <laughs> 4 thing. 4 a.m., like, please. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if we sat with Helen in month one and said, Helen, you'd be like, I don't know, I don't care, just come over whenever. <laughs> you, <laughs> you would be like, no, that's not going to work. <laughs> and, because it's, and because we think we're almost led into this trap that baby wakes. I remember I downloaded my first sleep guide when Will was three or four months old and it was like he will sleep until 6.37 and then this much time and I was like I just how but that was the expectation that you have from media and from movies and yeah I am lucky that Seb's always from a couple of months onwards he's had a pretty good night and Mm. he'll do a few hours at the moment he's actually doing quite a long stint overnight like one wake up sort of thing Mm. one feed no, I should say one feed that wakes him up. Then there's been others where he's just started making noises that wakes mm. me up. And then I'm like, is he awake? Is he awake? Is he not awake? But, mm. but yeah, like just really unpredictable, which has made it hard to make appointments and, and think about doing an exercise class and that kind of thing. I'm like, but I don't know if I'm going to need to be feeding him or mm. settling him. Or sometimes yeah. he goes to sleep, just boom, he's out like a light. And sometimes he needs holding and singing and feeding and it's so random. Mm. Oh, I just love seeing you being okay with uncertainty, <laughs> Helen. I know. Like it's <laughs> so good. It's, it's something that all, I think, all new parents go through is that realisation. Coming to terms with it. And some people take two days and some people take two months and some people take two years mm. to, like, be okay with that unpredictability of kids and that you can't, we can't actually control their little souls. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a hard one. Right. And you learn pretty early when you're about to go somewhere and then the big punami happens. Oh, <laughs> and, and then the, you're like, this is not <laughs> had a, um, happening right now. Mum come into work and she had a little refluxy one and the bub had just spewed and spewed and spewed and spewed and she's just like, I just don't have any more clothes. And she was like in tears. So like I changed out the bassinet for her and got we have like spare clothes in the cupboards mm. now at work and she's oh my God. Thank she's you. Like, she brought yeah. them back this week washed and she's like, I just I feel so grateful. I was like, it's just clothes. But like little things like little that. Little things help so much. Yeah. So Mon, what's something you never expected? Other than the uncertainty, like it's the biggest change. But what's something that you were like, I never expected this? I never expected to love a little human so much I knew I would love my child but sometimes I just sit there and I just look at him and I'm like how are you ours like mm-hmm. oh, what's making me do <laughs> 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 and like the little things like yesterday he was trying to eat my face and I, w- I was in fits of laughter and I couldn't stop laughing and I was like it's crazy that this small child will be an adult one day mm. and just imagining their life and 
I don't know, you're doing all these little things for them now and then they're slowly developing and doing things for themselves and, yeah, just all that love for them and I feel like it'll never go away. Like, you're mm. their mother forever, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, what about you, Helen? that big emotion. Yeah, big emotions. Yeah. What about um, you, Helen? I don't know, I feel like I'm saying oh, same, like, just, yeah... The joy is so joyful and he just made a face, like literally. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> just being so expressive and emotive and frustrated apparently. He wants yeah. to his legs are hurting and he wants to stand up and he's got the hiccups. He hates the hiccups. Yeah. But yeah. I it's related to the work sort of change. Just mm. going, No, I just I wanna be doing this. Like mm. that was just so unexpected. Mm. Did you ever expect you'd be sitting on the floor of a podcast studio with your baby? <laughs> Something else no. unexpected. <laughs> this podcast. I know. This podcast was very on the whim, unexpected. We're still, I'm still happens. so unorganised. <laughs> we'll get to the end. And <laughs> it'll be all good. But yeah. Oh, oh no, nah, it's hard. Like the, yeah, there's so much. I think that the un, your unexpected shift in those priorities and just wanting to be there all the time. Yeah. And Going I do back to those emotions, also the yo-yo of emotions. Yeah. Like yeah. you're exhausted and you're overjoyed mm. and then you're frustrated. frustrated and then you're like laughing next minute. Mm. And I definitely have got to a point where I can tell that it makes a difference if I do have a little bit of time away from him, whether mm. that's him being with Josh for 10 minutes and I'll just be like, I'm going to sit and look at my phone. It's mm. my turn to do that. Mm. Or whether it's like last night I went out for dinner. <laughs> Talk to me, phone. <laughs> just, just, like, just a few quiet minutes, hands-free, not being, not holding him and being held and being And it's funny because right at the start people are like, if you're feeling overwhelmed, just go for a walk around the block. And you're like, what do you mean? <laughs> this is mm. – but it, yeah. it actually works. Or even minutes. last night mm. – we went. I went for dinner with some friends and it was just the ladies, none of the husbands and none of the babies. And that was like to come home two hours later and be like, oh, there he is. That's nice. Mm. That was like really refreshing. Mm. Um, Shifting the perspective. It is. And I guess probably one of the questions I wanted to ask you. So Monique and Helen bravely jumped on this podcast idea with me. For me, I've, I guess... On social media, I'm a voice of kind of consistency and calm in that, yes, babies achieve milestones, but they all have their own journey and we should shift mm. the focus onto delight. But that is like one tiny, small voice mm. on social media. And I wanted to ask you guys, did you expect to have that sort of stress around development? Was that something you expected, the stress around development of like expectations of when things occurred and that it was you were part of that or but I guess you guys have a bias because we've been on this podcast for so long and we've had so much and we text all the time I think one of the things for me is even just actively having to think don't say that's a that's an unintended comparison if you say oh how's such and such going and then just responding to what the person says, mm. not going, oh, yeah, because Seb does blah, blah. Yeah. And actually going, no, don't say that, don't you're say that. You're more conscious of that. that. Yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. funny because you're trying to connect and you're not necessarily yeah. trying to compare. But that's, no, you're just trying to that's what you're build in. a relationship yeah. with that person. And that's person. how you 
yeah. um, empathise with someone yeah. often yeah. by going, oh, this happens with me and that happens with you. Yeah. But it's not supposed to be a comparison. Yeah. No. But I think it but very some people easily it becomes be. one by yeah. accident. Yeah. And so obviously being on this podcast and in our WhatsApp group and being able to chat all the time and I've been like a, a container for you guys to constantly give that mm. message. But have you noticed that it's different for your friends that don't have that support or that outlook or do you think that social media influences your expectations around sleep or development or feeding or other things? Yeah, I find the questions that come up in mother's group is often when people are feeling a bit of angst around something and they're mm. like, what are, what's your baby doing? And that's often how it'll come out. Yeah. Because they're trying to find out information and they know that social media is often a lot of perfect things and yeah. they're getting a lot of messaging from everywhere. So it's very confusing. So mm. then having those real face-to-face yep. people and asking them. And I've had other friends that haven't done mother's group and they're like, why would I even need a mother's group? I know people that have had babies and they will block out all the noise mm. and they'll only ask their friends that have had babies. Yeah. But then it's a very narrow amount of information they're getting. Yeah. But sometimes yep. I find those people have gotten through it a lot quicker yeah. and yep. easier Yeah, because they've blocked out the noise and probably because they're listening more to their own intuition Yeah, okay. around yeah, that. Yeah. And we've yeah. talked a little bit about social media and some of the, I guess, advertising and things that comes with it. But even just when... You, you see all these things that you think, oh, just a minute, is a lot of the ones around sleep or around play, if it's not if it's not a an evidence-based account that sort of says we need to ask you these questions and we need to follow this and when we get to see those black and white statements, all those guides of what's normal and you think, oh, really, is it? It, it is a lot of pressure. Just having mm. that in the back of your mind, is it? normal when you see something do you think that's something you had or is that something that we've we've i think you've created? definitely nurtured that in us mm. so that's made it a lot easier yeah i think you had it you just needed someone to remind you yeah and it. maybe also coming from the school teaching perspective yeah. also yep. we had that a little bit yeah in the back of our minds as well the reason that i ask is i've been considering giving up social media mm. because okay. like it's it's hard. Like well, I remember you showed voice. something that someone had made a comment about you're telling people to do water play so you're making it unsafe. And it was yeah. like that's literally the Not opposite the, yeah. of what this is about. Like, this is what comes back when you're trying to do a good mm. thing. Yeah. And I just don't – is it helpful to be – for me to be in that space and give that message? I think this podcast is so helpful. It's I like a gold nugget that people can follow along along their journey at different time points and really reflect and continually get that consistent – message because we have come back to that same philosophy yeah. the same conversation but if you weren't there yeah there would be a lot of noise from people that don't have the right intentions yep. and aren't looking out for your children's best interests yeah um I so know. i think it's so important for you to be there anyway so because you actually care and i do care but sometimes i care too much and mm. it's emotionally and that can yeah. be triggering i don't want to wake yeah. up in the middle of the night to trolls on my phone saying that i'm killing babies through water play and yeah. stuff like that was too anxiety provoking that little and then i know that it's silly and they're just trolls and stuff but it's just it can that. get to you i don't yeah. want to open instagram because i, I don't think read that's that. the thing when you get a when you see an account that's a an expert mm. in whatever it is mm. um you have that thing of they're not a person. Mm. But in terms of social media, firstly, as a user of it, mm. okay, are they actually an expert? What's actually the background behind mm. it? How, what, are they 
just an influencer kind of thing that happens to have got big or is it someone that actually knows what they're doing they and they're sharing to sell me it or, yeah. or is it sales or what <laughs> is it? And also, even if it is an actual expert, you know, someone like you who's sharing <laughs> developmental knowledge, you're also still a person. Yeah, and so maybe I'll forget that yeah. completely. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, we just sidetracked a little bit there, but I just thought it was interesting to hear your perspectives on that. Uh, the effect of social media on your parenting or yeah. your or your I've like, only had yeah. a positive experience but I think we're here with you I bring you all the good face. experts you bring me, exactly <laughs> bit of baby milk bit of mama it's matters yeah so we're trying I try and surround you with the Ben Penny from Sick and Happens. hopefully through this podcast like, yeah it can be really good messaging and give you expert people that you can turn to if you're and I think at the start of the year reflecting now like why did we start it I think I almost predicted this kind of burnout for myself of being in that space all the time and I think I'll stay I'll still stay in the space I've just got to find a more sustainable way to do it that's less empathetically draining but that's why I started the podcast because it's there and it's consistent and it's the same and the message message is the same like it's all like evidence-based good knowledge that people can come back to that I don't have to respond to ongoingly so that I really wanted to gift new parents that so that they could have that and know that I've given at least And you've given so many gold nuggets throughout the podcast. But anyone that follows you on social media, there's just so much free, high quality information on there. Hopefully it helps. But yes, anyway, let's go back to your little reflection of nine (laughs) months in nine's now. Helen, what have you found the trickiest? What's something that's frustrated or made you really... I've actually found solids to be quite a difficult journey in terms of when we sit down and we eat it's great fun it's Mm. hilarious it's funny there's food going everywhere that's great but are you trying to convince yourself like that's the bit bit of it that i enjoy that's the bit of it that's that's good fun (laughs) i swear but but the prep, like thinking, yeah, prep. what can I give him? What doesn't have added salt? What doesn't have added sugar? What are we having? You I'm, overthink it. I, yeah, I'm the type of person that's, we have to eat every night. We have to have dinner on the table. And so I might have one of those pre, like semi-prepared meat things. Mm. And then you add the veggies or whatever. And then it's, oh, I can't give him that because it's got all the extra sauces and stuff already in it, which is easier for me to produce adult food but Mm. it means I can't then just give him some of it because it's got extra sauce extra cheese extra what whatever and and so it's okay this week I'm going to have a couple of things that I cook from scratch and I can take some out for him to blitz it up to then put the sauce and the salt and stuff in for us afterwards and then I've got to have this and then if we're going out for dinner what are we taking with us and my husband often is like, oh, we don't need to take stuff. It's fine. We'll just be able to give him. And I think up until this point, we've been able to just pick out a bit of the salad or pick out a bit. Yeah. Of, but we're getting to the point that like, no, he actually has to Lots have a, a meal. meal. Yeah. And that means something that's blitzed or pureed or whatever. <laughs> and so yeah. it, that that has real. I really do find that stressful. Yeah. Constantly being like, have I prepared him enough meals? Have I got enough puree? Have I got enough vegetables? Have I got enough stuff that doesn't have pre-added Mm. salts and allergens I find cooking and stressful so I yeah you there that's hard yeah yes okay that's why that's we've got dr kyla <laughs> yes <laughs> doesn't make the cooking any easier ideas the yeah. ideas yes yeah. but the, the cooking yeah and we were i was very lucky to be gifted when claire was little a tiny turtle a couple of tiny turtle meals which saved my life i did just try yeah. them recently because i got That's to a the, point yeah. when i was like i can't do this right now like i mm. literally like i was sitting there mm. trying to figure out what the hell to do for this particular lunchtime and then 
the rest of the family came over and just made some silly comment and I just went into the bedroom burst into tears. I was like, I can't do this. I can't just keep preparing food and be like constantly thinking about this. And if someone just comes in and goes, oh, but what about blah, blah? And just, oh, it's obvious. I'm like, ah. it's not obvious to me. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, so that afternoon I ordered some tiny turtle yeah. and was like, okay, if I don't know what we're doing, at least mm. I've got them there now. And if tiny turtles are like a baby food drop-off delivery where they make really beautiful baby food here in WA. They might not be near you. There are ones in other cities and over east, but also not everyone has the privilege of being able to afford Mm. that. So if you are finding it stressful like Helen, reach out to your local community or friends and they can Mm. come with a Thermomix. Have a Thermomix party and whip up some puree in your Thermomix party. Like there are other creative ways Mm. to... Everyone um, bring a root vegetable. Yes. (laughs) And pureed, please, for me, no salt. <laughs> and I've just learnt through even using Tiny Turtle is just have some things in the freezer. So yeah, those freezer. days where you're just like, I can't think right now mm. and you need something. Mm. But like, and I think one of the things yeah. that I do like about that is that they clearly have looked through what is safe and not safe yeah. and the additions and the allergens mm. because I've deliberately ordered one that has tofu in it. I've deliberately mm. ordered one that has prawn in it. I've deliberately ordered one that doesn't yeah. have any of those things. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I've done soy. Now I can give him one of them and then it's another dose of mm. – the tofu one is another dose of soy. So I don't have to think of another way to reintroduce that, mm. uh, to, to you know bring yeah, it yeah. back again after I've introduced yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah, just little things like that where it's, okay, that's at least one – top up of something mm. that I don't have to then be like, oh, we don't eat soy. I'm going to have to, oh, apart from soy sauce, which has too much salt. Mm. <laughs> and now I need to introduce that. And <laughs> it's so funny. I never thought about thoughts. My brain just explodes listening to Helen. I know. Stress <laughs> But it's obviously really stressful yeah. for yeah. you. And some people think of motive development like that. And for me, yeah. it was sleep. Yeah. That's how I thought about yeah. sleep mm. all the time. And so... Like, I do feel like a like, lot of my what do you day mean? is like, what do you mean? You're it's just where your brain then, yeah. goes, yeah. right? Yeah. And, yeah. and what will, you're focused on. There will always be something that you find tricky and yep. something that you can find find really stressful and overwhelming and reaching out and finding support and around that. And other things you're like, oh, no, yeah, that's no, that's good. Like, yeah. I think after having spoken to Claire and having unfollowed some of the sleep people. Do you mean I've, Kyla? Or Claire. No, sleep. Oh, Claire. sleep Claire. Yeah, yeah. My Claire. I was like, yeah. did she talk to you? She can come down, <laughs> sass out. And you're like, not your child. You. Claire Fair. Yeah, Claire Fair. Yeah. Now, after having spoken to her and unfollowed some other accounts, I think that took a lot of my stress away yeah. from sleep. But I do still find it surprising how much of my day is focused on is he tired? When's he going to be tired? How does he need to go to sleep? Is he hungry or tired? Like a lot. Do you think it's it's become more natural though, just reading rather than questioning? Just going, oh, he's tired now. Yes, but I think because he's so unpredictable, there is still a lot of questioning like his, yeah. his daytimes because you know so like random, when you're consciously aware yeah. and then you become unconsciously aware of what you're doing mm, yes. as you get more into the groove yeah what do you find what have you found the trickiest mon i think my brain can sometimes think like helen's just then i don't know if your brain thinks like that not so much in the moment i'll find things tricky and frustrating sometimes and then i don't know i'm quite a reflective person so mm. i'll look back and i'll go okay i could have done that different maybe next time I'll do this Mm. or that's past that's probably just a random one-off occurrence sort of Um, thing swimming (laughs) recently poor Gio he's doing submergence oh yes (laughs) submergence in the pool and the chlorine really affects his gut (laughs) and then he gets oh sore tummy all night little bits like that and then I'm like 
we're going to swimming tomorrow and you're not doing any tomorrow because mm. I need you to sleep. Just yeah. like picking up little things. Yeah. But what know. have you found the trickiest? What's something that stood out for you in this journey that you're like, that was hard? I think um, one-on-one time with your partner yeah. mm. is huge. Yeah. That transition to you're so focused on the baby, your husband's so focused on the baby, so when's the time for the two of you? Mm. And I think that's something we're still navigating right now. Mm. And it ebbs and flows depending on how busy mm. your partner is with work as well. Mm. And then phones are a huge distraction on top of because you're both exhausted by then and you're like, mm. I'll just sit here on my phone. It's so <laughs> I don't want to talk to out. you. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, yeah, but yeah. I think that's one thing that is yeah. would be a struggle for everyone, and just navigating that. Yeah, it's so funny. My kids have went to my mum's house for a couple of nights, so I've had a couple of nights. My husband and I've gone out for dinner. We're just oh, like it. Yeah, just exhausted. I'm like, and then you do like, plan a date night, and you're so, so stuffed, tired. you don't even want to talk to each other. <laughs> and we just sit there, and we're like sitting. <laughs> like, this is really nice. We this is so romantic. <laughs> what should we talk about? Should we talk about work? No, let's kids, go to sleep. No. <laughs> Very nice decorations here. <laughs> Should we make goals for next year? No. Actually, and I was like, <laughs> it always exhausted. makes me think of those empty nesters just in this thing the whole way busy, through. The busy, and then busy, the kids busy. just Leave. leaves home and then you're like, now what? <laughs> I'll take up knitting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I will. How many jumpers can I knit? <laughs> Sorry, Helen, what were you saying? Feeling like the only thing in my brain is him and yeah, anything, anything else. else. And you're like, what's happening in the world mm. other than war and the stuff that's on the news that's just miserable yeah yeah <laughs> what, and what you else? don't want to fill the yeah. rest of your brain with, with the yeah. miserable stuff yeah, yeah. it's like no. what what else what else shall we shall we talk about at the moment <laughs> let's talk about yeah, you want to be grateful the weather yeah. <laughs> but yeah it is it's hard and it's all can they're all consuming they're yeah. all special that's a good little word people it. yeah. yeah and it's and to think outside of that and that's why i think you find the connecting with the mum world because you can talk about just your kids and kids stuff and everything related mm. to kids and it's a welcoming space for that. Whereas some people that don't have kids or have passed that, they're like, ah, oh, yes, okay, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and like you find the people that you connect with mm. at that point in time. But yeah, it can be, I don't know, it's tricky. But yeah, I find that even when you do get time, it's sometimes you're so exhausted in that time that, it's, but I should be making the most of this. And then it's the shoulds yeah. come out. Yeah, and, yeah, the expectations of mm. those moments and then you're like, oh. Sorry. What has been... Helen, the biggest, like, memorable highlight for you? What's something that you're like, ah? Oh, I don't know about a one-off, but I just, making him laugh is just the best. And, like, my husband's particularly good at it. He does lots of silly, funny things. (laughs) And once he laughs, you're like, yes, I won. And then he's he's going, not between me and him, but in terms of winning life. Yes. And just, then my husband will giggle, then I'll giggle, then he'll giggle. And it's just, yeah, that's the best stuff. Like, just making those funny noises and faces. And Mm. you can tell when he's tired, he doesn't want to be tickled. He's like, "Mm -mm, no, no. But when he does, like, little tickle under the chin or make yeah and he laughs at the dogs he like stares at them and goes (laughs) (laughs) mummy made a noise oh that's all right what about you mum what's the highlights or highlight all the firsts yeah and really delighting in those um and I think seeing the world through Gio's eyes but also seeing my husband with Gio yeah yeah really melts melts my heart Especially when you see that it's got an emotional reaction. Mm. Yeah. Uh. Oh, we're all crying. <laughs> we're all in tears. Yeah, it's so sweet. And I think it 
probably is because I've seen how good he is with children yeah. all throughout the years. Yeah. Yeah. Keep him. Yeah. Yeah. What are you looking forward to next year? So it's the end of 2023. I don't know when you're listening, but <laughs> coming into Christmas, we're all a bit drained. You're going to be listening in January. So it will be a new year. Yes, it will be a new year. So what are you yeah. looking forward to next year? Ah, uh, the transition to Geo having a bit more independence and exploring the world like through daycare and I don't know, just watching him develop through all of those moments. More of the first. Yeah, more of the first, definitely, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Helen? What are you looking forward to? I think Seb's really going to enjoy getting on the move and there's that. He really wants to eat the microphone. (laughs) There's the the sort of baby-proofing side of it in terms of, oh, my goodness, how are we going to manage with an old house and the dogs and being near a big road and all that kind of thing. But I think once that stuff is managed, I think he's going to have so much enjoyment of being able to do what he wants to do. And he's definitely at the phase that you can tell he's so interested in so many things, but then he gets a little bit frustrated that he's not quite moving under his own steam just yet. So I think he's going to love that. And so that'll be a good thing to to discover. Oh. Oh, yeah, he's waving. I was just trying to distract him with my Excited hands. what the little family unit will look I like know. next year. I'm excited for you guys. All right. Transitioning well, back to work a little bit. It's been nine yeah. months since we started this journey. Yeah. What's been your favourite podcast episode? Oh, goodness. Oh. Uh, if, you, if listeners are listening right now and this is the first time, what are you going to go and tell them back to listen to? Dr. Kyla's episodes really... I found so insightful and useful because mm. it just was something that wasn't on my... Radar. The prep for solids one. Yeah, because I was just like, yeah, it'll be easy, it'll be fine. Like, it didn't make it harder, mm. but it just gave me a lot more insight. Yeah. Um, and made it easier for me. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What about you, Helen? What's your, if you, what podcast episode should people go back and listen to? What was your fave? The one that I actually want to share with the rest of the family is your risky play. I think it was first or second where you talk about the different types of risky play and yep. elements and height and yeah, yeah. Hidden hiding and all that kind of thing. And I was like, oh my God, so many things counters yeah. you know, different types of play that I never would have even thought of. So giving that language into the stuff that we talk about when we talk about play and development, like yeah. having that in between the rest was really helpful. In yep. terms of the ones we've done, I don't know, I, I feel like... All of them it, have been it, so good. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> different ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also kind of, it feels so much longer ago than seven or eight months, whatever it was we first recorded. It feels like years and years ago, That, but the whole thing has been within the last eight months. And, and, and it's just And I would just tell wildly people different at that month because yeah. I feel like knowing those developmental things and having your advice yeah. around those developmental things with regards to less pressure on yourself yeah. and letting things happen naturally and mm. just providing opportunities for them mm. and well, delighting in them. Delighting. So definitely delighting in their discoveries. I'm yeah. just actually really proud that we've got here every month to record. Yeah. <laughs> I know. With no, like, cancellations. <laughs> don't, don't jinx it. But, yeah, yeah. But we've managed to pull it together because it's hard. Finding time is hard. I'm really proud of that. And I think, yeah, I think all of the episodes and hopefully as a 
as a little bundle of joy. Mm. And there's been some helpful. chaos in there, but Definitely even chaos. looking back on the chaos is nice as well. <laughs> yes. We did it. We did it. I think we're going to have to wrap up again. Yeah. Sebby's getting a little bit tired. It's ready for Sebby to have another nap. Um, but thank you guys for joining us for our little reflection, nine months in, nine months out. And yeah. if you have any questions, please, or you want some links to episodes or the links to the Risky Play playlist or the 12 months or the first 12 or 18 months playlist, if you jump onto Instagram and give me a DM at Nicole underscore Kids Physio and they'll send them your way. But yeah, and as always, happy yeah. playing. <laughs> I wanted to introduce you to my online membership, the Baby Play Academy. With over 250 purposeful play ideas from birth to walking, masterclasses on rolling, crawling, walking and baby sign language, bonus extras, webinars from paediatric experts and t- tummy time and sensory play PDFs, over 150 frequently asked questions at your fingertips and my favourite, on-hand support from my team of physio, OT and speech as well as hundreds of other parents in our online support forum. It is everything you need to play, connect and reduce the anxiety around development in that first year and a half of your baby's life. Come and check it out at www.babyplayacademy.com. I would like to acknowledge that this podcast was recorded on the traditional lands of the Wajak people of the Noongar Nation. I recognise their continued connection to the land and waters of this beautiful place and acknowledge that they never ceded sovereignty. I pay my respect to the elders, both past, present and future. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Baby Banter. If you've enjoyed it, or if you have more questions, let's continue the conversation over on my Instagram, Nicole underscore Kids Physio. You can also check out NicoleKidsPhysio.com for lots of goodness, as well as the freebies mentioned. Do you know a new parent or have a family member with questions? I would love it if you could share this podcast with them. Don't forget to leave a rating and review, and I'll see you next time on Baby Banter. Hey, mum, it's time for Baby Banter.